0: This is Money Stories, episode six, Paying It Forward with Diana Rojas. Hi, and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast and now YouTube series where I interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their personal money stories. I'm Caitlin Kano, a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. Diana Rojas is a fourth grade math teacher in South Florida learn most of her money management skills from the example of her parents. She's very involved in her parish community with the Young Adult Ministry and is a firm believer in Compass Catholic principles. Diana thinks differently than most people do about debt and is passionate about teaching her students financial skills through a classroom management program called My Classroom Economy. We had a fun conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Hi Diana, how are you doing? Doing well, how are you?
1: Oh, good. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's it's exciting to be here. It's an honor to be here and ready to answer some questions Can you tell me briefly what
0: exactly is your money story?
1: Growing up we um, From a very early age. I can remember my parents telling us about saving um, My parents from when they got married and even when they had my, my older sister. Um, she was the first one they solely lived off my mom's salary and they um, saved my dad's entire salary. My mom was a dental hygienist, so they weren't making a lot of money, and they saved that whole salary of my dad, who was making more money, and lived off of a smaller salary. So um, from a very young age, I remember him telling us that, and just instilling the idea of saving. Um, and the more I thought about it, it was it was not just saving for saving's sake, it was saving so that we could get the more important things that we needed, not just the things that we wanted. Um, So, you know, as the family grew, we needed a bigger house, right? So that was more important than going on vacations or than those smaller, funner things. Um, And I kind of carried that with me as I grew up. And I can remember getting into college and I was very, very fortunate and very blessed in that I did get a a full uh, athletic scholarship. And then I also got academic money. So I never had to worry about that as far as young adulthood, um, where the money was going to come from. I had an income, an income per se through athletics and through academics um post-college I remember my dad's little story of you know saving one income and using the uh, smaller income as what they're going to use I'm only one person so I only have one income but I thought like how can I kind of incorporate that idea so um just the idea of savings always been really important um in all aspects but especially with with the trying to save enough that we can get the things that I needed and and kind of splurge on little things that I wanted, but more importantly, was was the things that I needed to have in my life. So shelter, food, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, a car of some sort, maybe not a newest car, but a car. Um, So yeah, I carried that through and it's been pretty cool to see how how those little habits you learn, at least that I learned in my childhood, I carried into my adulthood. I remember um, kind of making a game out of it, like how much can I save? Um, So one thing that I did, since I didn't have two incomes, I was like, okay, how can I save some money that I'm making is that I would save every $5 bill that I came across. So whenever I paid in cash for whatever food, groceries, I would save any $5 bills and didn't take me long before I had $2,000 in five thousand dollars $5 bills saved up. So I was like, wow, this is not that difficult, right? Like I can totally do this. Um, also knowing that I wanted to be a teacher, I knew that I had to start saving at a younger age because I was never going to be a millionaire, which is okay, but I knew I needed to, have a little extra cushion somehow, some way. We were also taught as a young age, like work hard, right? Um, Work hard at whatever you do. And if you have to work two jobs, you work two jobs. So I was always either, either giving softball lessons or um, tutoring or some kind of side, something where I was able to make a little bit of extra income and all of that was always for savings. Um, I remember early adulthood, I was teaching already and I would have tutoring jobs and that tutoring money in the beginning phases of my young adulthood was, my spending money. So I would have a little bit of tutoring money and that be for my nails or to go get some a nice dinner. And then as I got older and I started having goals in mind, like wanting to buy a house and um, other goals in mind, it was like, okay, well, how about you save that money? Like your nails don't need to get painted every month. Like you can do that less often. So just kind of changing my mentality a little bit about how and where that money's going to go to. So, yeah, it's just pretty cool to see how those things I learned as a child, I kind of were able to implement as, a, as an adult and a young adult. And then also implementing it into my classroom, which is um, something pretty cool. I think we'll get into that a little bit later, but also implementing the idea of savings with just something that I do in my classroom. So yeah, just lifelong skills I learned as a child that I'm really, really excited to use as an adult. So that's
0: short and sweet, my little story. I love that you played games and you made it a game and it wasn't... Yeah. Um you probably look forward to getting those five dollar bills, I'm assuming. Yes. You know, it was and there yeah, was it was no, so much fun. I'm sure right. And there was no enforcement of it. It was just these rules you set up for yourself. And yeah. you, then you at the end of it you had, you know, such a great little pot of money. So that's a really cool little tip for someone who maybe is yeah. competitive with themselves, you know, they can kind of yeah themselves that way. And I think it's interesting that your story is like mine in that I was a financial counselor for years and had all this financial knowledge and insight and I was doing all the right things, quote unquote, right? Like I was doing the saving, I was doing um, emergency fund, we didn't have debt. But when we took the, um, my husband and I took Faith and Money Matters Bible Study, it was a change in heart set because we were both doing the right things right and then you took the bible study and i took the bible study as well so can you tell me about that change in um your heart when it came to doing the right things financially
1: yeah it's it's a really i like that question a lot actually because it really was a change of heart um for up until really until i took that class it was very um i want to say like self-centered or selfish savings per se um for myself, for my future, which I still think is important, but also the idea that stuck with me through the course was the idea of stewardship. So um, like, it's not mine, right? Nothing that we have is ours. It's all belongs to him, to, to our Lord. And that idea kind of changed everything. And it really brought out the, that, the, the practice of tithing was something I never did because my money is my money and I want to use it how I want to use it. Um, but the idea of it's not mine, it's his, and I should be giving it back to him so he can use it how he wants to use it. And also the idea, I think one of the other things I, I really appreciated about the class was kind of stopping before we make a purchase or before we spend money. And is this something that I need? But also is it something that he needs me to use my money on? So that was really cool to to change my mentality about it's not mine, it's his. And just like you would ask your husband, like, is this something we need to get? Like, you know, we should be doing that before any purchase, not just with our spouse, but with, with the Lord, like, is this where you need me to send my money? Is this a good investment for myself, but also for what you need me to do with my money? So that was really cool to think about things like that. I had never thought of it like that before. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you were doing the right things, but doing the right things with a different perspective makes it, um, changes everything. Um, I appreciate you, your insight into that. And I know I mentioned you're doing the right things. Have have you done anything, where you've learned the financial lesson the hard way. And so it's not that I've been perfect by any means, but I know
1: one of the smaller things that I messed up a lot on was I can remember it was almost four or six months that every month I got a fee for overdraft protection. And I was like, what is this? Like, I don't understand why it was almost a hundred dollars that essentially was wasted on paying this fee. Like every month where my money is going, even within my accounts, like from, you know, from my checking account to pay my credit card bill or from this account to pay that bill. Um, so just being more aware of, of how my money was being, I know we don't really have a class on, we don't really learn like, okay, you have to set up your account. If you want to do automatic payment, or you can do withdrawal or, or you can do automatic withdrawal. So that was one thing that I was so frustrated. I was like, that was a hundred dollars that I wasted on just a fee for paying the credit card late. So that was the, the only thing that I could really think about. That was a, a good lesson that I learned. And I mean, thank God it was only a hundred dollars, but still it's a hundred dollars. Like, <laughs>
0: Right. Right. And you had mentioned that we didn't learn a lot of these things, um, in school. Like we, we weren't taught a lot of these financial lessons, but you are a teacher and you've brought in a really cool program into your classroom. Can you tell me about how you apply financial wellness into your classroom and with your students?
1: Yes. So I use a program. I did not come up with it. It's called my classroom economy and um so the idea is that each child applies for a job they fill out a job application they have to get letters of recommendation and then they get i choose their jobs based off of the letters of recommendation their applications and each child gets paid for their job they also have to pay rent on their desks so at first you're like what do you mean we're paying rent on our desk this is our desk i'm like no it's the school's desk and you're borrowing it so you're paying rent on it have to take care of it and the idea is that their salary isn't quite enough to cover the entire rent of their desk, so they have to find other ways to earn money so there's fines and there's bonuses obviously bonuses are for good behavior and fines are for for less than good behavior and so it's a lesson for them but it's also classroom management and so it's really cool to see them really working hard to get those bonuses because they know that their their salary is not going to cover the rent on their desk. And it's cool because they keep a bank log. Just like we keep our our, um, our balances, they have to keep their balances as well. And every um and I and it's part of the system is teaching them, you know, withdrawal means you're taking money out and deposit means you're getting money put in. So they put in all their paychecks, they put in all their bonuses, they have to add and subtract all their, you know, withdrawals and deposits. Um and it's really cool because you can see their habits coming out. So some of them will will save just enough to pay rent and some of them will save enough to pay rent and then buy some goodies after when, when they paid their rent. And the last thing that we get to do is that they get to option two, they can pay a thousand dollars each month or they can save $3,000 and pay off their rent, their desk in full. So some kids, that was their first goal. They're like, Miss Rojas, I'm saving $3,000. I'm like, awesome. You do that. And some kids barely make rent each month. And then they're upset. Like I'm still paying rent while other kids like I'm done paying rent. And so it's really cool to see their own, you know, nine and 10 year old little spending habits and saving habits come out just through this, this program. So it's, it's really cool. I love doing it.
0: I just love that. And it's such a multidisciplinary approach to, you know, they, yeah. they learn about mortgages and paying rent and, yes. you know, and, and other behaviors are associated with their financial wellness. That's just oh, such a great program. Um, yeah. So your parents taught you your lessons, right? And you, and still, you said as a youth you learned that, and brought that into your adulthood. What lessons do you hope your students are going to take away from your your financial lessons in the classroom and use into their adulthood?
1: Yeah, I think what I really want these kids to learn. I'm very fortunate that I work at a at a, a school for for it's a we pay tuition and the, the parents are very well off and the, the children don't struggle as far as economics goes, and that's a blessing for them, right? i think some of them lose sight of the fact that um it doesn't come easy to everyone and so i use myself as an example when i tell them you know guys like i'm not married i only have one income i don't make that much money but i was still able to buy a house so what i try to teach them is to sacrifice the little things to save for the bigger things so yeah sure you can buy you know to sit next to your friend you can buy a coupon to take your shoes off and that's great for that one day or you can save that money and then you can pay off your your desk in full or that month you can pay off your rent and then at the end of the year you can have enough money saved up to buy the big prize or the big thing at the end of the year so that was a lesson that I learned was like save and sacrifice the little things for the bigger things and more important things and that's what I try to remind them um and also I know that as adults you know loaning money is very different but they're they're so good about being kind and helping each other out which is a huge thing as well that I try to instill is kindness and it's so cute to watch them so like you're short $10 here. Yeah, I'll lend you $10. And so it's, that's also part of it is like, you know, make sure they're being kind to each other, but yeah, just saving and sacrificing on the smaller things that we don't really need to, to be able to afford and, and maintain those larger items that we, you know, we do need. So yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's an awesome program. And, and hopefully they will take that to their adulthood because financial wellness can have a multi-generational impact. Yeah. Um, that, that's a really cool story. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us today. This is been phenomenal and you're doing such good work thank you very much thank
1: you i think it's important you know like i said something that we learned we never learned i never took a class on how to manage your money other than the catholic compass which was amazing compass mm-hmm. catholic i'm sorry but the fact that i can share that with nine and ten year olds and like you said hopefully they remember some part of it and use some part of it and i know they all go home and tell their parents and their parents will even be like why are you telling my kids about mortgages i'm like it just came up in conversation and it's super cool that they know what it is now. And so, yeah, I really hope that that they can use it as they grow up and hopefully remember some part of it. And if, if they do, then, then I played a little tiny part in that and that's super awesome. Great. Great. Well,
0: thank you. And thank you for doing all that you do. That's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy money stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org.